Welcome to the Zeitgeist 19 curated podcast, exploring the spirit of now through the lens of art and sustainability. Your hosts are Farah Piria and Elizabeth Zhivkova. Today, our co-host is Magdalena D'Alfonso from MDA Design Agency. Together we meet architect, researcher and film producer Bahanur Nasia. She talks about how we can improve the conditions for people living in rural and coastal areas, meanwhile diving deeper into the notion of togetherness and suggesting new ways of being and feeling more connected. Hi Bahanur and Maddalena and thank you for having this conversation with me today. Bahanur, to begin with, can you please tell us more about uh, your research project focusing on coastal and rural development, targeting environmental and social impact? Hello, my name is Bahanur um, and I am working uh, in different organizations, but my um, interest is um, since we are working very much in the in the context of urban area, I uh, found out from me that we have to balance it out with with concepts for the rural area, and therefore I'm trying to start uh, projects and sto- um, find stories in the rural area, try to. Um, develop with uh, NGOs, but also with municipalities concepts to to improve the situation for people living in the rural area, but also at coastal area, because at the moment, the, the, the only concept seems to be to have tourism in the coastal areas. And I believe that's not sustainable. And the COVID-19 showed that it's true that it's not diverse enough. So my main interest is to to be active in the rural area, to learn and to work with um, with the urban strategies um, to to have a um, diversity in the whole um, continent and not only in specific points, and have a big pressure and big demand for services there. Thank you, Bahnur. Thank you, Elizabeth, uh, for this uh, uh, podcast together. And let's talk now about the marriage of documentary film and sustainable architecture in your practice. What is your goal in combining the two? The marriage is a true marriage. I married a filmmaker and he's normally doing fiction movies. Um, but. Uh, we use the storytelling techniques to 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 tell the 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 way how people embrace their future how they try um the, to the best of their knowledge to to improve things for themselves for their communities for their children and we believe those personal stories are more effective to reach uh, a bigger audience and people who are maybe not so much experts in reading policies and so on, but know that something has to be done and would like to understand 
what they can do, what kind of uh, examples are out there, what is tested already, where they can they get um, information or support. So we try to collect best practices, try to uh, tell the stories through the um, eyes of the people who, who are running those projects. What are the most pressing urban needs from your point of view? And uh, how can we achieve a truly smart city? Do you believe it is possible to make technology universally accessible to all citizens? Uh, in my opinion, one of the pressing issues in urban areas is that we have a high demand for, um, from people. A lot of people want to move to urban areas because they are no jobs, not uh, infrastructure, no opportunities, no culture and so on. So we have um, high migration and which creates the situation that because of the high demand, we have high costs of living and less space and so on. So for me, the most important thing is that the rural area and the urban area work together. We have a lot of cities where we have urban sprawls, where municipalities around the big cities somehow have an advantage to not develop urban-wise, but um, they are already a part of the city, but because of the municipalities and because of the political structure, there is not a real collaboration. And then you have um, a lot of shrinking villages, towns and so on. So for me, the most important point is to work as a region together and to um, develop both parts, both ends of the, uh, of the spectrum. And in terms of smart city, for me, smart city is really having the shortest way for good practices to be um, to be effective, to be fast with innovation and so on, which would already include social uh, innovation or um, uh, business, uh, economic innovation and technological. I have the feeling the social part is left out in many smart city projects. So I have the feeling we are focusing more on the technological part and it's um, not inclusive enough. And potentially we need to address more the social inclusion part in the, in the upcoming period of 10, 15 years. And I believe technology could be accessible for all citizens, but potentially not in the same means and not with the same kind of devices and so on. I have been in research projects. Uh, I have been working on research projects where we try to develop devices like, um, uh, like uh, glass, where um, uh, people who are disabled to see properly could um, translate to um, to the text from the spoken and it's the way how technological development or innovation is perceived it's um, it's not really open to to develop things for certain people 
like disabled people and so on. So there are certain topics uh, which are mainstream topics like wheelchair and so on, but it's not really covering all needs of all people. And there are also a lot of people who are, who don't want to be tracked. And if you utilize technology to track people, they feel like um, they, they don't have the freedom and so on. So we have to be more understanding what the needs of the people are so we can have more different, uh, different devices, not always the phone, but maybe also other devices to, to be able to, 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 accept, to be accessible for everyone. Absolutely, agree completely. Um, let's move on. How do you define the word togetherness? And do you think it will be drastically changing given the time? Um, I believe the togetherness has two different aspects. One is the emotional connection and being together with your family. In my case, half of my family is in Canada, for instance. Um, and then um, you need these devices, you need, you need time to travel and all those things. And we know this is already affected by the COVID-19. So we have to find uh, other ways to be of together and to feel connected. The, um, the physical part to hear each other, to write uh, to each other, um, to feel connected as a community and so on. We are testing already in many projects, um, digital platforms and so on. It's, it, it works very well, but it's um, not replacing the face-to-face -face or the physical togetherness. So it, it's for me a complex topic. And again, we have to understand what the human needs are and this is different for every group uh, of people we have it might be disabled it might be people from different culture it might be age so we have different um, needs in this term and we have to be um, we have to offer different versions of togetherness also with all our activities Bahanur, as you mentioned you lived and studied in different places around the world in your opinion, what characteristics of culture, race, and ethnicity play a key role in the world of diversity? It's a difficult question. Uh, I believe I have, um, as you said, uh, um, the chance, I had the chance to be exposed to different cultures, which enriched for sure my, um, my, my personality and the way how I'm doing things. But very interesting was the, uh, the, the moment when I uh, married my husband and he moved to Austria to see that there can be another approach than, we, um, than the used approach or the usual approach uh, in Europe. Because in Canada, every culture brought to Canada is seen as a, as a plus. For the, for the whole society. And I was used to the, um, to the hierarchy of cultures. So the local culture, the national culture was the top 
um, and everyone had to integrate and was seen as not integrated enough, not being enough, not um, good enough and so on. So it was for me uh, I, an eye-opener to understand that culture can be, we can only have diversity if we don't have a hierarchy in the cultures. We need to see the cultures as, as, an, as something which can improve each other, which can um, uh, connect, make us stronger, make certain things um, even more bigger and more impactful but not competitive. It doesn't have to be that one culture is above the other. And therefore diversity is for me only possible if every culture, every race, every ethnicity can be not the same, but uh, complementary to each other so they can work together. And that every person can decide which parts of which culture they inherit, use daily or actively live because I might be from a certain country, but that doesn't mean that I have inherited all the cultural aspects of that country. Um, and this, this freedom of individual um, definition uh, is only possible if we have everything um, uh, at the same value, at the same equal uh, if you give everyone the equal rights to to uh, to be uh, multiculturalism can be described from two points of view one will be a method of valuing different cultures within the unified national community in the meantime there is the culture itself developing within our society how would you connect the two um the national community um identity or identification is for sure a mass interpretation or mass from the big portion of our society um known values known it identifications and i believe we have to know that uh and we are uh, people who are having different backgrounds, they are all anyway confronted with those values or um, and perceptions. Um, in fact, uh, since we are living, uh, of course, um, the culture develops, the people develop, so it, it, it uh, only a holiday in a certain place in a new place can already have a big impact on a person's um, preferences so I totally agree that it's the culture is a developing um, and changing uh, thing in people's life and in also in communities but there is also the fact that the perception of the bigger portion of the population is probably connected with the national identity. So it's very important to, to understand both where the, the, the individual person stands so they can comment in which ways they are, um, they are close to the national identity, uh, but also to, to express how 
they are different from the big picture and how they identify themselves. And it needs um, a lot of time to redefine yourself, to redefine your position, to redefine your values. And people who have this background have to do that uh, much more often than people who don't move a lot or who uh, decide to stay in their country in their in to which they might be uh, might belong. Bahanur, my last question is: According to you, what would be a potential criticism of multiculturalism as we know it, and how do you think we can turn it into a beneficial practice? Um. This is a difficult one. <laughs> so, in my opinion, multiculturalism is um, is very important to have, and it, diversity is already in the nature um, a very important ingredient of um, healthy ecosystems. So, I believe it's very important. But up to now, no matter if you look in policy making, decision making, also in news and um, also politics and so on. It was considered to be um, an extra effort, extra effort in time, extra effort in budget, extra effort in places. So people used to think that you have to unify to be stronger and I don't believe this. I see all the people, all the nations who try to suppress the multi multicultural uh, aspect uh, failed um, or have problems. So it's not working, but still we believe, believed for many, many years that this is the only way, all the other uh, ways are not efficient enough. But now with COVID-19, I see that, um, national television stations suddenly can announce the news in different languages. Suddenly um, the parks and uh, all the other areas have signs in multi-languages. So it was possible all the time because we could do it in a pandemic, in a crisis situation. And also politicians suddenly could speak directly uh, to the people. So I believe it's um, it's not that it's not effective enough. I believe there is not the political will and that comes again to the hierarchy of uh, cultures. We chose at a point that certain things are more valuable than the others. And it's up to us practitioners, I believe, who can change this. It will if we address things in a way, or if we include people in our housing project, in our urban project, in our design project, any project, more diverse people give them visibility than this, those images, those stories, those films, those news articles, those podcasts will be, uh, will be having an impact on, on the, on the thoughts uh, of the decision makers. Thank you, Bachanor, for this insightful conversation. And thank you so much, Madalena, for co-hosting this episode with me. 
thank you very much for the invitation. It was a pleasure for me to be with you. Thank you, Bahano. Thank you, Elizabeth. And uh, it was really uh, beautiful, your speech. Thank you.